Hey, Nick, you mentioned that sentence, tradition meets ambition. Where'd you hear about that? I saw it on the ad for the MFG meeting. Oh, that's right. That's in April, right? In Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Yeah, and we'll be there. We will be there. What are some of the agenda items that would interest you being there? Well, I'm definitely going to be interested in anything that has to do with sales and marketing. So they have an entire course on lead generation. Cool. That's yeah. always the number one goal for any of our you clients. You eat that up. Oh, yeah. I mean, we got to generate opportunities for the sales team. Right. And I'll probably also check out that sales channels one with Steve Lesnowich. What about the emerging leaders Well, that's the other thing. When we think about this industry, we think, man, there's a lot of tradition. My father, you, your son, your father. I know. And there's a lot of ambition too. And this next generation of leaders is starting to come up and I'm interested to see who wins that Emerging Leaders Award. Yeah, it sounds really good. Actually, I think I might even tell Ryan about it too, because I've got a lot of millennials at car and man, this is something that we need to learn more about. So anyway, how do people register for this show? You go to the manufacturing meeting. Sorry, I'm going to say that. Take, take that out, Brandon. You go, go to themfgmeeting.com. You can register from the website. And do it soon because early bird pricing ends on February 7th. Welcome to Making Chips. We believe that manufacturing is challenging. But if you are connected to a community of leaders, you can elevate your skills solve your problems, and grow your business. My name's Jason Zenger, and I'm joined here at Zenger's Industrial Supply with my dear friend, Jim Carr. Thanks, Jason. Giving me some love, huh? You weren't, I you weren't like you giving me, me some... Up. Yeah, I do need to pick me up. You weren't giving me so much love the other day on LinkedIn. <laughs> no. No. I've I been meaning to tell you about this. I, I actually... Thought, you know I, what? I, now, I, that, I, now that we're on mic, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lambast you. <laughs> oh, thanks. And, I, just, I was just being nice to you. No, you weren't. Just now I was. Oh, I know you were. Yeah. I know. But that's how you work. You always like kick them to the floor and then help them back up. Well, I love you, Jim. I know. know Sometimes I need to point out certain things about you that need to be corrected and then also tell you that I appreciate you at times when I really do. Thank you. You know I'm a hardworking guy. I know. You know I'm empathetic and sympathetic to people. And And you know I'm intense and brutally honest sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. You are. And that's okay. That's okay. We've all got our personalities. Yes. We've been in this relationship for a long time, right? We all need help. We all <laughs> yeah. God knows I need some grace lately, let me tell you. Yeah, it's good to be here at Zangers. We're not downtown today. We're not in Elk Grove today. We're not in Rockford today, but I'm looking forward to being able to record. We just had lunch with Jessica, who is our... Jessica is the marketing agency director for Making Chips. She's a great person, A, and she's a smart woman. And she's a boss lady. She is. She keeps our Making Chips crew in line, even Jim, Jason, and Nick in line. No kidding, no kidding. So, but what she's I was responsible, going to say- She's responsible for a lot of the promotion of Making Chips content that we send out to. Yeah, absolutely. Her team does it. So she's got great skill. She's very talented. But she just showed us at lunch today a video of our new- offices that are going to be in in Rockford, Illinois. And they just did a a huge, huge rehab of an old... Was it like a barn? I guess it's well, really cool. It, it was but, a. It was just an industrial space, like a like a metal framed. Yeah, um, not a barn, but just a metal framed building. You know, it's, cool. it's not as common here in Illinois, but a lot of other states, their manufacturing facilities could be in metal framed buildings. But yeah, that's what this is, and it's it's beautiful on the inside. I know, and like I guess high ceilings and wood, and oh. and our studio there is going to be super sexy. It's yep. going to be a great place to record. It's going to be a great place to invite people mm-hmm. in and do some quality interviews. And 
it's so. big. I mean, it's four thousand square foot building for our team. That's a big building it's for a us. Big it's space. gonna be nice. So just keep working hard, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're looking to build out the team at making chips right now. We've got what like six or seven people, mm-hmm. and we want to build that out. And also, we might offer it as like kind of a technology co-location space for other people in the Rockford area yeah. that want to have an office to go to. Sounds good to me. So tell me what's new at Zanger's Black this week with you, man. Yeah. So just yesterday. I was at an event that was put on by Pat McGrath, who manages Black Industrial and Safety Supply. It also involves Zengers, but it was what's called our Field Marketing Summit. So we're part of a large marketing and buying group called Affiliated Distributors, and they give us like the tools and the resources in order to be a better tooling distributor. It was essentially like our sales meeting where we get together and we make plans for the year. And it was a great event. We had it at the Bass Pro Shop just out out in the suburbs, kind of in between both locations. And it was a great event. We did a lot of planning. We learned about some new products. And it was a good time to get together with the sales team and make some things happen in 2020. So it's not an association that you're part of? So Affiliated Distributors is an association of other industrial supply companies. And as a part of being in this association... We buy together. So, for right. example, we'll have like vendors. Is it kind of like how Walmart buy the mass or like Costco? I always wondered about that because they have such buying power. Yeah, you know what I we mean? do. So, like as a group, we're four times as big as Granger. For example, we have particular vendors who are part of the group, such as you've heard of Allied Machine and Engineering. They I make, have. They make a lot of hole making tools, and they're also a part of AD on the vendor side. And we put together plans as a group with Ally to convert other people's products over to their preferred products. And they, in turn for that, give us special terms and a heightened level in our relationship. And then we also go after national counts together as a group. It's a way for us to compete on that national scale with like an MSC or a Granger or How some many of those different bigger companies. companies like Zangers is involved in that association? Uh, there's a couple hundred. A couple hundred. Yeah. Okay. And we're, pro- and we're probably the, one of the smaller ones, to be honest. Are they with in you. the Midwest? No, no, no. Across the country. Across the country. Canada, Mexico, oh, wow. and a little bit in Europe. No kidding. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. And so as a part of our requirement and being there, we have to be proactive in our approach to the marketplace. And so they require us to do things like these field marketing summits. So that's what we did yesterday. And so Pat McGrath led this he led summit yep. yesterday. Yep. Yep. Okay. And how many people were there? About 20. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it was a good. Amount. So is it kind of like a rah-rah event? No, it's it's. You know what I doing, mean? We're doing strategic sales planning, just just, okay. just like you would do with your sales manager. Okay. It, it wasn't as much of a rah-rah event. I think we're going to try to turn it into a rah-rah event in the future, but for us, it's more tactical at this point. Gotcha. It takes a little bit of more of an effort to make it into a rah-rah. Well, there's event, a lot. Of, it sounds like there's more planning involved than I it's thought. It's a lot of planning and you rah-rah, know, so. rah-rah is just. Celebrating, we want it to be good both. things. You know, we want to be yeah. both. One of our themes, our sales theme for 2020, is there for a purpose. What I mean by that is, when my account managers or sales team are at an account like a car machine and tool. I want them to be there for a purpose. So like, I want them to be on your shop floor because we're helping you to make improvements to your manufacturing processes, not just schlepping some tool that you're probably maybe using brand A instead of brand B. We want them there for a purpose. It could be exchanging tool A for tool B because it saves you money. That's the purpose of them being there. But we want them to be more than just salespeople. Cool. What about you? No signs of slowing down in 2020 for us. We're Great. we're still moving forward. Just lighting things on fire, Jim. Doing my best. Yeah. You know, you're gonna. I'm a little burnt out, quite frankly. Yeah, but, I mean, you um, should have you should have did this 
20 years ago. I know, but you, you got to take what you're given to Can you. Can I take at the credit time. for all this renewed a success? Li- a little bit. Maybe <laughs> I'll, just, I'll give you 12%. I'm just kidding. You've been, you've been working your butt off. And I've I know, I mean, hard. like for the metalworking Well, you know nation, what it is? It's all about making change. Yes. If yes. you do making not. Making chips and making change. If you do not change what you are doing, you will eventually get eclipsed from your competition and you will just fade away. Whereas mm-hmm. if you make changes, it's going to be a little painful and it's going to take a little bit of work, but I guarantee that if you put a toe in, you're going to end up putting your foot in and then you're going to put your leg in and then you're going to put your chest in and then all of a sudden, boom, your whole body's going to be in and you'll be fully immersed in change. Mm-hmm. And it's really important. Yeah, so, I mean, you've, um, been, you've been working your butt off, so you, I've been you know, that's, so that's, that's good for you. So, but you got to find that, you know, oh, that balance. Work-life balance is, is, you know, is huge, yeah. is huge. And I know your wife works hard and you guys have not somewhat empty home so you know we you're do able to do that what, you just be careful and what's the next chapter? i don't want to i don't have to rescue you from the hospital again no because you're no you're working and you certainly to the don't bone. want to go to my funeral either no i do not no. want to go there either yeah <laughs> although i do have a replacement for you okay. just in case please bring him on maybe we could maybe no, i can nick oh <laughs> he's been vetted exactly go for it <laughs> but I'd, I'd rather keep you here thank you thank you thank for, you for a little bit longer so we always talk about how important it is for feedback yes to making chips yes and you were just sharing with me over lunch you had some good feedback with a listener yeah a, a while ago yeah and you thought it would be good to transition that into a full episode. Yeah, I love and these share. ask making chips episodes where right. we get feedback from which we get we get a lot and sometimes I think it's a very applicable episode for you and I to talk about and I know what advice I gave him which I will explain but I'd like to hear what you would say too because maybe you'll pick up on something that Well, um, it's going to be different, different from what you think of course. because we think a little differently. Yeah, of course, yeah. M- mine might have a little bit more wisdom and experience behind sure. it. Mine Yours might, might be more creative. Exactly. That that's how visionaries and integrators work. <laughs> exactly, what do you know? Exactly. So I always pick I mean, when I think about a question and the way I would answer it, I think I always pick up like a little nugget of wisdom, like you said, from you that could be different yeah. than what I would have thought of. So But before we go in and talk about that listeners question. We want certainly want to share with the Metalworking Nation about our new headquarters yes. and, and the grand opening it's going to be on May 14th. May 14th. It will be out in Rockford, Illinois. So if you're if you're near, please let us know. I know Megan from Making Chips has been asking us, texting us, we need your list, we need your list, we need yeah. your list. So we want you to be on the list if you're interested and in you'll get to meet everybody. Everybody there, including my wife, Jim's wife. Yeah, absolutely. Know, like, so we're going to all have our significant others there. It's going to be a fun event. And Nick and I will be bartending. We're yes. going to have... Don't bartend the whole time, though. I I'm mean, not. You work, I know. You my wife hard. already you said, need a little please bit of don't break. bartend. Please yeah. don't bartend. I mean, I'm happy night. to hang out with your wife. I enjoy but, like, you know, it, though. I really yeah, do enjoy that. Slinging drinks was yeah. uh, always we need a fun to, we thing. We need to also hire a bartender. In we probably to you guys. do. They asked about a signature drink, and you know, I like. So wine. we're all yeah. We're so we're all going to have what's yours? The gonna three be? of us are going to have a signature drink, and they're all going to be making chips themed, and they'll be branded based on our our own personal brand. Yeah, I think I think yeah. so. But they're going to be like manufacturing themed drinks, and I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. I think everybody needs to see those drinks and experience those drinks when they when they get there. Yeah, it'll be so, fun. A lot of fun. And live band. There's nothing like live. I, I love music. There's If you're a fan of the show, you know that. We've got a great live band coming. So it's going to be a great fun. It's going to be really a good time. So you want to make sure that you get all the latest information on the grand opening. So don't forget, if, you, if you're not already subscribed to Making Chips, just grab your device and text CHIPS to 38470. 
Apparently, you get a link, and it's really effortless. Or else you can log on to our site. You can enter your email address in from there. That way, you'll get your making chips chips in your inbox every week. And the Boring Bar. The Boring Bar will be right there, let you know all the good stuff, great writing and everything else. Yeah, we put an original piece in The Boring Bar that you will not get access to unless you subscribe to The Boring Bar. You bet. So what do we got for manufacturing news? Oh, I know what you were going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, no, I think it was an We're event. not putting any emphasis on political No, this is bipartisan. No, even this is even bipartisan. though you have a red mic and I have a blue mic, it doesn't really mean anything. Because which one? I don't even know which one's red and which one's blue. Red is Well, red's my favorite color. Oh, That's always been, oh, yeah, I love, I love the color red. I oh. love like a fire red. So not yeah. fire truck red, but like fire, like yeah. flames, you know. No, I red is Republican, like the, blue is Democrat. Okay, see, yeah. I don't even, yeah. you know, that's how... Out of po- political parties, I am. I right. should say I do. Yeah. I do have opinions on on issues. We but, all do. Yeah, we all do. Exactly. But so I mean, what are you gonna? What my, are you gonna my, share? My opinions are not aligned with either party. So no. So I just want to talk about the State of the Union. One of the first articles that comes up is actually from CNN, which ironically says fact check. Trump said the U.S. has gained 12,000 factories since he took office. That's correct. 12,000 factories. 12,000 companies. Yeah, 12,000 companies. So that could be a A a, a huge company or a company that has five employees. But that's that's very impressive. I mean, and I know like during the Bush and Obama years, I mean, manufacturing was just gutted. Right. And so this is great. We were recovering from the Great Recession. Well, but but also both of the political view. Well, Obama did have some pro manufacturing views, but Bush did not. Trump clearly does. No president from my perspective has talked about manufacturing more than Trump has. I think he just understands the impact that manufacturing has to the economy. And so for him to, for lack of a better term, make America great, he knows that we need to have a strong manufacturing base. Yeah. So we understand that. We understand that. Yeah, exactly. So that fact checking saying that, you know, that increase in 12,000 factory jobs from CNN being more of a liberal news source was encouraging that they that they said that because I just figured an organization like CNN is going to try to spin it against Trump no matter what. What did he actually say? Do you have the transcript? Uh, yeah, I'm going to read the I'm going to read the transcript right now. So he said, we are restoring our nation's manufacturing might, even though predictions were, as you all know, that this could never, ever be done. After losing 60,000 factories under the previous two administrations, America has now gained 12,000 new factories under my administration. He's talking about Trump, not Jason Zenger's administration. Yeah, I get it. I Although get if you all want to vote me in as president, I, I may have to decline it if, yes. um, if, that, if that comes to fruition because I wouldn't want to put that my would family be an through icky that. Job. Yeah, it would be very icky. With thousands upon thousands of plants and factories being planned or being built, applause. This is your part, Jim. Companies are not leaving. They are coming back to the USA. The fact is that everybody wants to be where the action is, and the United States of America is indeed the place where the action is, and I would say the place where the manufacturing action is. And then he goes on to talk about the NAFTA deal and the USMCA, which was actually signed just before that, which he said the USMCA will create nearly 100,000 new high-paying American auto jobs and massively boost exports for our farmers, ranchers, and factory workers. And for a guy, let's be honest, like I, I like some of the things that Trump has put in 
to that has brought to um, his presidency into the United States. He's a divisive guy. Like let's let's all be honest. I don't think that there's too many people that can argue the fact that Trunk is divisive. He divides. I don't know what that word means. He divides. Oh, divisive, oh. divisive, divisive. Uh, maybe I'm not huh. saying that correctly. But when it comes to manufacturing, he has been both pro-entrepreneur, and also he has also been pro-manufacturing union. So that's that's a good thing. It that, is good. That he at least is trying to bring everybody under that manufacturing umbrella to come together in order to strengthen the United States through the manufacturing industry. And all of what you just said was checked out by CNN. Yeah, and I guess they said it was all correct. Oh, so good. Yeah. And you know, it's also going to be bring trade to our neighbors in Mexico and Canada and Canada, I mean, they're a great partner, and Mexico, despite some of the issues that that they have, is also a fairly good partner for us as well. So in my eyes, these are all good things. And then one of the other things that he said, which which I believe is good, and I'm going to again read his words, I also promised our citizens that I would impose tariffs to confront China's massive theft of America's jobs. Our strategy has worked. Days ago, we signed the groundbreaking new agreement with China that will defend our workers, protect our intellectual property, bring billions and billions of dollars into our treasury, and open vast new markets for products made and grown right here in the USA. Applause. And for for those of you out there, that's Jim with the applause. Of course it is. So... Are you familiar with what he's talking about, strengthening intellectual property? Absolutely. Yeah, because like one of the problems with bringing manufacturing over to China is that they have no enforcement of intellectual property. So like if you have some kind of proprietary manufacturing process or just proprietary product, they will rip off and duplicate without even batting an eye about it. So I guess- what, There's no what, accountability. There's no accountability. It. There's no enforcement. You know what I mean? They just don't right. care. It's not a part of their culture, I guess you would say. It's not okay. a part of the Chinese culture okay. to put any kind of- Value on Value IP. on that. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's a problem for us in America because we are innovators. And when, when that happens, it takes away from that motivation to innovate. Mm-hmm. And this is also a good thing for our friends that say like M-Hub in Chicago. Chicago, they're an incubator for manufactured products. So I think that that's going to be an injection for them to keep a lot of that manufacturing innovation and production here in the United States. Yeah. Great. What are your thoughts? I'm glad to hear that the fact checks were, in fact, truthful. Yeah. And, and, he, and you got to be careful with the fact checks because sometimes you even need to fact check the yeah, fact checks. Yeah, CNN. They're yeah, pretty but, reputable. They're, yeah. I don't think they're fake news. Well, they kind of. I don't know. Yeah. Every, yeah. Everything's a little bit. I would bit. say when they fact check a conservative po- positively, we're probably in good shape. Just like if Fox News was fact checking a, a liberal. Yeah. Presidential candidate is true. It's probably true. All I know is what I know, what I see, what I feel. And manufacturing's been having some pretty darn good years. And I, you know, I'm up for the ride. And yeah, I, we'll see what happens in November. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll see what it's happens. Gonna be, it's going to be an interesting. It's going to be very next interesting. few months. So I'm, for sure. what I really want to know about is what the listener contacted you about. Okay. And what you guys talked about. So, uh, And before I go there, I'd like to ask the Metalworking Nation to do something for us. So one of the things that, that Jim and I struggle with is, what do you want to hear? How long of an episode do you need? Who are you? And what, what I would ask is, 
go to our website and go to makingchips.com slash feedback mm-hmm. and give us some feedback. You actually don't even need to put in your your name or your email or anything like that. We don't. If you put it in there, we would love to know who you are and thank you personally and get back to you on your feedback. But if you don't want to and you just want to give us anonymous feedback, that's the place to go. We think we know what is valuable and we get feedback from people that we know that, you know, hey, love what you guys are doing. But if there's something where you have a recommendation, something you'd like to hear about or a question that you have, please let us know about that. Sounds So great. yeah. So speaking of that, I did have a listener, Kevin from Oklahoma, who contacted me and I ended up giving him a call back on my, my commute back home one day. And we, we had a really nice discussion. And what he asked me was, he had just been moved from a position that actually had to, to do with doing planning and scheduling. That's the position he was in? That's the position he was in on their Pro Shop ERP system. Oh, really? And now he's been moved into overseeing all of their shipping and receiving. So this must be a big company. Yeah, they're a decent-sized company. He He's clearly, like when you talk to him, he's clearly a high-energy guy, mm-hmm. very positive. He said he's listened to every Making Chips episode and Thanks, really enjoys Kevin. what we talk about. And he is struggling because he has a gentleman that's working for him who is not that high-energy, is not that motivated, is not that positive, and doesn't carry a lot of those same characteristics that he has. And he's frustrated because he doesn't know what to do to swing him around in order to to motivate this individual. Mm, and so interesting. I know what I told him, which we can get into. Well, I but I'd like hear to hear you... Oh, you want to hear from me first? Okay, that's well, fine. Well, I mean I could tell you what I what I yeah, would no, do. Yeah, no, let me let me give you mine and then you can you can give me it's some It's probably feedback. parallels slightly with yeah, what you yeah. said, but So I I gave him two basically So let's redefine the problem. Okay. Go ahead. So Kevin's been working at this company for a while. Mhm. In a planning position. Correct. Planning scheduling of jobs. On ProShop ERP. Well, that, that's what they utilize, Okay. Yes. And then they just moved him. He took a new role. There was a need. There was a need for a new role, and he's managing all their shipping and receiving. Correct. Okay. I would assume that they've probably, from the work that he's done on the on ProShop- It's a manufacturing company? Yes. It, oh, it's yeah. a CNC or- Yeah, CNC manufacturing. Okay. I would assume from some of the work that they've done on ProShop that maybe he's automated a lot of the, the scheduling. I don't know if that's a thing in ProShop. It Shop. is a thing in ProShop. So it's, it's huge. You know, yeah. one of the, I mean, one of the best things you can do in your job is to automate yourself out of it. So that's probably what he's done. And so right. now there's, <laughs> he's taken out of there and there's a void that, that needs to be filled. Okay. So now he's in this new role and there's a veteran- person that he's got to lead mm-hmm. or manage both and this per- particular person does not have the energy the drive. or the drive or the, the pas- motivation the, the passion, passion. Yep. the passion yep. to get himself to the next level but now since Kevin's the leader of the company he has to he has to inspire him to do better and he's just not seeing it bingo hmm so okay. I-, I will tell you what what I told him so essentially three things the first one would be you know, essentially bring her energy. Okay. So bring the light into the room, be the guy that brings the energy and brings the positivity and brings everything that you would normally do. And don't let his lack of energy bring you down a peg. If anything, raise your bar a little bit in order to try to raise him up. So the analogy that I put together with him, you know, I always bring like the analogies of of my family and parenting and marriage and stuff like that. My wife would like, you know, she kind of rolls her eyes at me when I talk about this kind of stuff, but I'm naturally a very energetic person. You know, like when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, boom, I'm up, I'm singing, 
I'm talking loud. What do you sing? I hope you don't sing Britney Spears or anything like that. No, nothing like that. Just, you know, like stupid things, you know, like it's a beautiful day and oh, look at how great the snow looks outside or I love that it's five degrees out and I sing sing stuff like that. That's just who I am and it's kind of funny because- I think you would drive me- nuts quite so, frankly so it's kind of funny when you see your kids you you always see like well that one's exactly like me <laughs> and that one's exactly like my wife my wife's not like that at all i mean she's an amazing person but she just doesn't she doesn't have that same energy that i have and so what i told kevin i was but you know what the balance of her and i i try to be less annoying to her but she also my wife tries to raise her level of energy up in order to be a little bit closer to me. Okay. So what I told Kevin was just try to be that person that raises the energy level up in your department. So that, so that's the first thing I'm writing this down, by the way. Great. The the second thing that I told him was, what are your core values? Okay. And if what are his core values or the company's the company's core, core values okay and so what i explained to him you know zengers and black's core values are do we go life do the right thing go above and beyond be dependable and life is great and i explained that life is great is means that you do have that positive energy to you and that you are looking forward to a better tomorrow than there is today and it doesn't mean that you have to be have the same level of energy as Jason Zenger but it does mean that you you can't be a mope if you're going to be on our team we don't have mopes we don't want to have mopey people on our team because they're just going to bring the rest of them down so if you define your core values and you say to yourself, okay, who's the best of the best in the company? And this is what defines us. And this individual doesn't meet those core values. They're a minus on on the core value scale. That is something that you need to sit down and talk to that individual about and have a discussion. But you can't do that until you define your core values. If you haven't defined your core values, it's not his fault. No, it's not his fault you at know, all. You know, and you can't Did you this can't company them. have a written set of core values? I do not believe that they do. Okay. I encourage so him to have a discussion with his superior. CEO. Yeah. yeah exactly. Or, since he's in a leadership role, he can just define his own personal core values and implement that into his own job. Yeah, that, that could be because a if too. he if yeah. he's the leader, if he's managing your own sometimes core, your team, yeah, right. Yeah, you yeah. have to bring in your That's own great point, Jim. personal set of core values. Yeah. If that person doesn't live up to their to your own personal core values, it's never going to work. Mm-hmm. It's never going to yep. work. Absolutely. So absolutely, yeah. You're you're absolutely right that that even happens on a team team level. And sure. Coming in as like a new manager might be these are my values. This is how I operate, and I expect the people on my team to operate in that same way. Sure. Obviously, you can't go against the company's core values if they have them. But yeah, that is a good point. And let you said And then three. the third thing that I, I I said is just have a conversation with the guy. Ask him what motivates him. You know me, be brutally honest. The first thing that, that he said to me is like, okay, well, so bring him in a room and talk to him. I was like, no, you don't have to do that. You don't have to, because you're not like reprimanding him. You don't have to bring him in a room and have a con- I was like, just go alongside him. Guys like to have a discussion when they're doing things, when they're like, you know, kind of working with their hands or throwing the ball around or putting together some packages. Just get alongside him, do the work with him and say, hey, I want to I talk to you about something. What's your motivations? What are you here for? What drives you? How can I get you motivated? Because I feel like you and I are not in alignment and I want to get us in alignment and see what he says. He might, 
He might have a parent that's fighting cancer, or he right. might have you a don't kid know. who's sick. I mean, like he might be, or he might be going through issues travel, himself. Troubles. Yes. You know, I mean, you just don't know. You don't and know so what's going you on need behind to have those, closed doors. Yeah, yeah. No. So you need to have those conversations in right. order to understand where that person is coming from. To be from. empathetic. To, to be the, empathetic. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So those are the three things that I mentioned to him. Okay. What do you think? Well, again, yes, we do parallel quite a bit what I would recommend. But And I believe first and foremost, yes, communication is the most important thing. Some people are not receptive to communication. Some people don't have any experience. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all how you're raised and, oh, yeah. and what you practice and... But I think that's a very effective tool in getting across your point. Mm-hmm. And first and foremost is communication. That is one of our core values, uh, although we don't call it communication. We call it fly. But then the next thing I would do is if the guy isn't living up to his leader's expectation or this Kevin's le- expectations, Kevin should set some, do some goal setting, personal goal setting oh, with a good him. idea. And I wouldn't make them onerous. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't make them the size of a mountain. Mm-hmm. I'd make them the size of a, a molehill. Yeah, and then see how receptive he is to accomplishing those goals, and set some metrics. And tell, so, like, what would be something specific for this? Well, let's face it. Not everyone's got the same personalities. Mm-hmm. So this leader, Kevin, is going to have to go back to this employee, and he's going to have to get into his head a little bit. And understand how that guy operates. Again, communication first. Two, I would set some really simple goals internally with regards to the company. And then again, bring metrics. I don't know if the guys should be shipping 50 packages a day and he's only shipping 35. Mm -hmm. I would start taking some of those metrics you shipped 35 today, you shipped 37 yesterday, you shipped 30 the day before, the other day you shipped 40, and then you're going to have some benchmarking going on. Mm -hmm. And I would bring that to him because he may not even know what he's doing right or wrong. Mm -hmm. If you don't communicate the goals and the metrics, the expectations of what the employee is expected of, Mm -hmm. it's never going to happen. Right. You, You have to do it. And then lastly, again, yes, I totally agree with you. Core values are are the essence of what a company is made of. And in an ideal world, they should be defined, written and defined by the company. And it, that comes from the leadership. Again, the owner is driving those core values because it's his or her company. And he or she has worked through and developed the core values based from their leadership team. But if the company doesn't have any written core values to go off, he should go off of his own personal values and try and have that guy live up to to that. That's what I would say. Again, communication being the most. So that's what I think. And hopefully he's got some success. So Kevin, if you're listening, uh, please let us know how you did. No, that's that's some great additional feedback, Jim. And I, and I would say for the Metalworking Nation, if you are interested in developing your core values, if you don't have them, we actually have two episodes where we talk about that very thing. One is actually based on Zenger's core values and one is based on Jim's core values. So episode 58 is about developing your core values. So I would listen to that first. And then episode number 97 is about narrowing down your core values, which is where Jim and I sit down and we take his core values from 10 down to how many, Jim? 
Four. Four. Yeah. So, which, and we talked about how less is more. Well, there's a lot and of overlap. You, yeah. Aren't you glad you only have four? Oh, God, of, yeah. Yeah. So, listen to those two episodes, 58 and 97. I think if you go to makingchips.com slash 58 and making Some of those links might be broken. Oh, but you okay. can, you, you, You'll you find can, them. Just yeah. search making chips one word and then core values and yeah, then all you, the episodes related to that. Yeah, it'll come, come up there. Yeah. So, that was good. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate it. Everybody that's listening to the show, please know that your comments are welcome, and uh, we do, in fact, listen, and we're going to discuss them at some time. So feel free to write in, call in, text. Let us know what, what's, what's your cell your, phone if what's somebody wants to text. I'm not giving out my cell phone number. You know, like I mentioned in the very beginning of the episode, we do really love feedback and we love questions. So if you do have a question, we'd love to feature it on Making Chips. So just email us, jim at makingchips.com or jason at makingchips.com. And we would be happy to feature your question on the show. You bet. Because at the end of the day, if you're not making chips, you're not making money. Bam. Bam. As always, thank you for listening to the Making Chips podcast. You need to increase the speed and feet of your business. If you're not elevating your manufacturing leadership, you're going to get left behind. The metalworking nation is committed to a new way to stay ahead of the competition. We have more content to help you make and elevate at makingchips.com. Gain access to exclusive content, as well as videos, blogs, show notes, and more resources designed to equip and inspire you. We'll see you next time.